Hey, 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 welcome back to the Passive Buddies podcast. In today's episode, me and Brandon are basically going to recap what we've been working on over possibly the last two to three weeks. Um, I know we say it all the time, but we're proper geeking out on this and we're sending each other stuff back and forward. It's really exciting for us um, because it's a marketing strategy that we haven't really done in the past. We've always been more disruptive than obviously on social media rather than the long 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 game but today we are covering the art of blogging the tips the tricks creating killer content why you should blog how you should blog and everything we've learned so far what do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would the answer you build passive income On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. Co-host as usual is Brandon Duff, one of my favorite people online, and we are going to cover blogging and what we've been learning. How are you, pal? I am doing amazing. I'm glad that I'm one of your favorite people online. You're one of my favorite people of all time. Oh, mate. Right. Okay. I will slide you that extra hundred dollars in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, blogging. I, I, you know, it's funny. It's, I, I've been doing blogging for, since I've been online three years mm-hmm. and I've didn't realize the power of it until recently. And I've been focused so much on Facebook and uh, like you said, disruptive marketing versus really taking the power of intensive marketing or, or search marketing or intense marketing or whatever you want to call it. And so I've been, and it's funny because I realized that I have like three or four blogs on a particular affiliate marketing company that has made me thousands of dollars a year. Uh, it's not tens of thousands of dollars a year. And so I would say actually tens of thousands of dollars a year. And I, I haven't been really capitalizing on that and utilizing the power of blogging because like you said, it is the long-term game. And it's funny because I've been recently, we've both been recently doing it and in a, either this podcast or tomorrow's podcast, that's why you guys should subscribe to the podcast because then you won't miss out on any of our time to the material, but we're, and I just sent a video to Brian, on how I'm doing this, but I'm essentially taking our podcasts, turning them into SEO uh, content and uh, posting them on my blog and doing that all through AI. Uh, Obviously there's a lot of it's mechanical, but uh, the amount of work I save by Mm -hmm. doing it is um, done much faster with AI. And I'm going to be looking at a way to automate the process so that whenever we drop a new podcast, uh, automation tools will grab the video, will transcribe it, will then uh, take it into a summary, will then turn it into an SEO article and then post it on my WordPress site. I'm still working the kinks out of that, but um, this is stuff that is going to help us uh, rank on our website. Essentially, you're taking a video that off of YouTube that Google knows uh, that owns YouTube put it onto your blog site so that Google can find it and then adding uh, YouTube videos, which again, strengthens that uh, particular blog post. 
and then linking it back to other articles and uh, other uh, internal links and external links to boost your uh, your page rank. And I'm not going to go in the whole process as a process of SEO, but in the grand scheme of things, I can automate the process of our YouTube channel, posting it, creating blog content for my website. And then I can really just very focus, minimally focus on Facebook because all I really need to do is post a few articles or post a few content that the AI has been uh, taking my posts and rebranding them or rewriting them essentially to fit my writing style. And we've gone all, all through this um, in other uh, posts um, or other uh, podcasts about AI. But I feel like I'm going on a tangent because I'm going all over the place because with AI and blogging and uh, everything that we're doing, it's so amazing. But Brian, what are some blogging tips that you can get on so I'm not going off on a tangent and I can go uh, on some blogging tips so that we can get uh, people up to speed on the power of uh, blogging? So Brandon done typical Brandon style, like, and I absolutely love it because the level of detail you get is incredible. But Brandon went straight to level 10. It's possibly <laughs> the only way to describe it. He was talking automations, AI, and connecting all together and repurposing. And he literally took blogging right to level 10 straight away. Now, guys, if you're at that level, 100% take what, take what Brandon has said and run with it. Um, because the, the power of connect and everything, the AI, the repurposing, everything is incredible. But if you are literally looking at blogging and going, do I, don't I, do I, don't I? And you probably would have been in the exact same sort of position and f- the same conversation in your head as what I had. Because I didn't I didn't start blogging um, the, when Brandon first started, like three years ago. I was like, oh, no, I was like, I just went straight into Facebook and then it's only after years and years and years and years and years of Facebook. We're, we're doing well, guys. Obviously, we're not saying, oh, that platform's not working, we're moving. We're trying to leverage everything. So we've now both of us have gone back and started focusing on our bulldog. And if the conversation in your head is do you or don't you, I would always say go, go with it, run with it. Because what you're doing is you're building possibly the first part of your business that can be quickly outsourced and be profitable. So from a a tips and tricks from a a blogging perspective is you can write your blogs and you can follow everything that we've been doing on the podcast and talking about. You can write your blogs quicker. You can get them ranked easier. You can go through so many different lessons, et cetera, and you can get those blogs out there. Yes, it's going to take six to eight months before you probably start seeing results on your blog. But when they happen, like sometimes it's quicker, sometimes it's not. But when that happens, very quickly, from a Google perspective, it will give you more and more and more and more. And very quickly, you can get to a position where you can hire a writer, you can hire a, an SEO specialist, and literally you have the blog, pay for those two to build the rest of it out. And then you can go and focus on something else. So it's possibly out of every digital marketing aspect, blogging's probably the the one you can get rid of without having to oversee it too much like you don't need your face you you don't need writing like a, a specific style of writing in terms of like emojis and facebook social content anything like that you don't you don't need to be in that flow chart at all which is a really good thing 
So you, once you get it all to the, build the processes and build everything that you need to, you can get those things outsourced and that can just grow and grow and grow and grow. So that's the long-term strategy of why blogging should really be one of your forefronts of content creation. Now, in terms of tips and tricks, like it's amazing like how how simple a blog actually is when you strip back and you look at all the blogs, like all the blogs include a, a title nine times out of 10 with the SEO keyword that you're going after. Um, includes a table of content. It includes sections of the blog and then a conclusion or an FAQ or both. Now that layout of the simple, simple layout of a blog. And then you throw your pictures in, uh, is pretty simple to abide by and recreate, etc. Then obviously you get into the content creation side, like what actually goes in the blog. Now we could do keyword research, a whole blog on keyword research and different methods on what you're looking for. And we'll probably put that in a different episode. So make sure you do subscribe, but like stripping it back, once you've done your keyword research, it is about looking at what other, other people are writing about how they're writing, how they're presenting. Cause Although it's a blog is very much a written piece of content, when people land on your landing page, it still needs to be aesthetically pleasing. You still need it to look good in order to entice people to read. It's not just going to be the headline that gets it. It's going to be the the look of the overall blog, which is going to increase how they perceive the quality of the content. If it's all bunched up together, big paragraphs, no pictures, spelling mistakes, grammar mistakes, like format and errors everywhere, no one's going to read it. It's never going to rank. You need to be looking at the SEO side and the aesthetics to make sure it actually looks good enough for people to consume. Because there's plenty of people making it look, making blogs look good out there. So you need to be keeping up with that aesthetic look in order for the perception of the quality to increase before they even read it you've heard of them you've probably heard of the phrase like people eat with their eyes so people will look at a plate of food and go mm, yeah no i don't like that before the wet wet before they've even tasted it and that is literally the same with your content people will take a look at your content before they read anything and go no i don't like that and they'll bounce off that page so that aesthetic look to for that perception is absolutely crucial and then the words come in what's your thoughts on that brandon yeah i think that it's super important to have a a well-organized blog i think that if you look at some of my first blog posts they were pretty ugly um to say the least uh really ugly and now they've been getting really aesthetically pleasing um but you have to think like the way I think of it, kind of like what you were saying in the very beginning, is kind of like a book. Like each uh, each part of a book, the first part it has like the welcome intro, and then it's like the table of contents, and then it's the content, and then it's like the conclusion. And it's kind of like how each of your blog posts should be is should have kind of a welcome message of what they're expecting their table of contents, where they should be uh, skipping to if they want to find a particular section. Hmm. And then the frequently asked questions. And then there's other things like adding video, like we talked about earlier to help it with uh, integrating with YouTube, um, adding things like people also ask, which is like another thing of, uh, of frequently asked questions. So there's all sorts of different things within uh, SEO that you can do. And then obviously your goal is to 
link it ex internally and externally to other sites. You have to think there's two um, analogies that I uh, heard of when someone was talking about creating SEO. And the first one is more of my own that I created. And have to, you have to think of it like as a spider web. Your mm -hmm. website is like a spider web. It's you want to have each of your lines connecting, each of your posts connecting to another section of your website, creating intertwining each of those posts. So say for instance, I have a SEO blog about go high level and it talks about pricing and it has one whole page has pricing, it has features, it has this, it has that, it has this other thing. And then it has like, it's 5,000 words. And then I create another page that's just about go high level pricing and another post just about features. And then I'm linking both of those pages to that longer article. And that longer article, I'm linking back to the smaller articles, which then creates a uh, web essentially. And that's what I'm doing to increase the page rank of each of my articles. And then obviously you want to share it with your email list. So every Friday, um, I kind of just put together a, um, a collection of what I did for the week. This is like the YouTube, it's more like for you, it's for your reading, reading, uh, weekend reading pleasure, something like that. Right. And it's like, this is a blog post. I created on how to use high level. Here is an article about how, or here's a YouTube video of how I'm making $700 a month from um, these three websites. And then here's uh, a post on Facebook about actually winning $500 cash from our cash flow challenge uh, as a bonus, not only making an additional $1,500, so like $2,000 made this month from our cash flow challenge. First month just starting in. So like, I'll post that into my email, which then uh, gets sent to my 8,000 subscriber list. And people will go to that blog post, that YouTube video, and that uh, Facebook post and allow them to get views and interactions, which then increases on the blog, page rank if it's getting viewed and read multiple times, how long they stay on there, all that fun stuff. So a blog is, you have to think, and this is how I always describe it. And this is my last rant, I guess. Is <laughs> Facebook, it's like um, after 24 hours, it kind of just disappears. Um, like I've never, and I've never done this on Brian's posts or even my own posts. I really haven't gone through and looked back a year, two years on what someone wrote or what I wrote or anybody wrote on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But on a blog or even on YouTube, I will go back a year, two years and um, find a post. Right. And it doesn't mean I'll go onto their website, but Google will have a post from a year ago or two years ago. And I'll click on that and I'll read the article because it's the top of Google. So as time goes on, your your posts get more valuable on your blog and on your, your YouTube channel. While on Facebook, your posts get less valuable as time goes on because they're less likely to be seen. Yeah, and you're absolutely right enough. You that's why me and you heavily look at evergreen content and the evergreen content strategies because social media is a hamster wheel and 
it's a hamster wheel like you you always feel like you've got to be on um like updating your behind the scenes or content or talking to in the dms and stuff whereas that's not as passive is it whereas a podcast that lasts forever a youtube channel that lasts forever a blog that lasts forever continually giving content value and creating sales for your affiliate programs your courses and all of those things that is the the definition of something turning more passive so when you are looking at how do you when you strip this all back and go how do you want your online business to run do you want to be tied to the laptop 24 7 do you want to be having to update your instagram three times a day or posting five tiktoks a day just to compete with other people or do you actually want to enjoy your life on top of like what's actually going on so blogging can make you income while you sleep the cash flow challenge can make you income while you sleep youtube makes you income while you sleep podcast makes you income while you sleep but it's just playing that long delayed gratification so if you're taking these blogs and going after the the keywords and growing that thing in six to eight months your life will be completely different on facebook you've literally your your day will still look the same in eight months time you may be making commissions you should be making commissions but if you're not on there on in those dms creating those reels then it's going to drop whereas the blog will grow it'll compound youtube channels will grow and it'll compound podcasts exactly the same so when you're looking at what type of content strategy should you be looking to adopt these are definitely the ones that will set you free rather than create another self-created job yeah, and I think that's super important. And I'm just going to leave it with this. You can live, like, you can start your day writing a few blog posts. Uh, I'm going to leave two little tangent tangents, I think. Um, the first one is you can literally start your day doing all your, uh, your posts. And then, uh, you know, when the time comes and everyone's on social and everyone's going, you can take what you've just wrote about and create a short little one minute reel about like, Hey, this is this article I wrote. If you guys want this, let me know. Um, it's about how I made $700 of in passive income from, uh, well, these three websites comment down below if you guys want this. And then one, you're creating content based on the content you just made. So when people say comment, when they are like uh, comment on this, they're getting engaging on your content because they're getting something for free for something that you've already created. And then you can just link that, that article. And then one, you're getting traffic. So you're not having to think of a different, uh, piece of content. You're just you re repurposing essentially the same content through shorts and reels. So that's one, but two, you have to think that before blogging was kind of the only way to make money online. So like the majority of people were doing that nowadays, Facebook and everything is so easy to be on and blogging, keyword research, ranking, all that is harder and longer and not as many people are willing to do it. And so even though there's millions of millions of millions of billions of websites online, I'm literally making a post in, uh, well, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. I started reblog, like I probably had 70 keywords that I was ranking for very little. And in two weeks that I've been doing re upping, I've already increased my, uh, keywords by 
double. So I think I'm at 130, 131 website says, another website says 200. So, and they're all in the top 100. Nice. Sort of all of the uh, billions of websites out there, blogging for two weeks, I've had multiple pages rank on the top, uh, in the top 100 of search results. So if I were to do that for six months, you can see that I'm going to get much more compounding results than I would just posting random things on Facebook. And you're not having to recreate the wheel where you're having to create content based on your um, reel. You can literally create the content for first uh, through blogging and then use the blog post as leverage for your reels. And so doing both of those things, I think will help push, would complement each other quite a bit. One, you're creating content that's long uh, term. Two, you're doing short form content to appeal, appeal to the masses. And then you're giving them something for free to link back to your website, um, to bring traffic to that website. You can then say, put a, a, a tracking cookie on there. Um, and then track them and then you can run ads to them later if you want all sorts of different things that you can't do on if they just see your real i mean you can obviously uh do ads to them but you're uh you're going to be a much better audience by having them go from seeing your short form content then go and clicking your link go into your website and then getting a cookie or a tracking link uh connected to them so that you can then uh, display ads for much cheaper because you know they're segmented in a sense from being able to go to your actual website versus just being on social. And it might be a bot versus um, an actual person that went to your website to see the content that you're uh, posting on. So um, try that. I think that's a good strategy. That's what I'm doing at least. A uh, bunch of other things too, which we'll go over in the next episode. So definitely you don't want to miss out on that. Brian, anything else you want to add? No, guys, I think we've covered obviously the importance of longer form content and obviously in today's episode, the blogging side of things. So if you've liked the like this episode, please like, comment, subscribe, do all that jazz. Let us know in the comments if you've enjoyed it and we will see you on the next episode. Peace.